Today's episode of Cinema Gush is brought to you by the Out of Order Trope. Whether you're watching your favorite movie universe and there are many TV shows all scrambled in chronological order because the director just couldn't be bothered to figure out how long the next 40 years were going to play out in some sort of consistent narrative chronology and you keep having to tell your wife, no, this takes place between episode 3 and 4, not 6 and not 7, and, and 9 and is way out there and, and nothing happens after that. and. Or you're just listening to a podcast with three guys talking about Star Wars movies, ranking them in all kinds of random order, and releasing the podcast itself in a scramble of inconsistency with stuff smashed right in the middle between weeks. The Out of Order Trope has you covered. In all seriousness, this is part two of our Star Wars ranking podcast. Uh, if you missed the first part, go find it. It'll make, I was going to say it's make more sense, but you'll just, yeah, it's good. Good. Enjoy! Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, guess what? Number five for me is Force Awakens. I freaking love this movie. I loved it in the theater. I was blown away. Um, I love the characters. I think J.J. was an excellent choice to direct and write this one. I needed the cinematography shake-up with the lens flares. Um, Pin, foe, ray... Uh, Kylo Ren, Pinfo. I'm not doing a spell. I know, right? <laughs> Pin, foe. No, uh, Poe, Finn, Ray. And Kylo Ren, um, I thought it was all great. I loved like the the Kylo being this like uncontrolled, angry like little boy character that you know doesn't know how to handle his emotions and just flips out at any second, which is very prevalent in the teenagers I've met in the last five years. Um, I think that's that was really well done. I, I of course of course the Mary Sue stuff annoys me. That's that's my popular opinion. I think, um, but man, it was. Uh, all the trailers, all the lead-ups. I just had a blast watching this movie. I bought it on DVD the second it came out and watched it like three times. Um, I liked a lot about this movie. Um, the flashbacks, just the the different sequences when you know she touches the lightsaber for the first time, and um, you know just kind of the arc that she has about not going back home and. Um, all of that stuff. Well, the first time they're just like, let's take that chips, that chips garbage. And then boom, it's the money. I'm freaking Falcon. I was just like, Oh, like that got me all pumped up in the theater. Um, yeah, I like the force awakens a lot. I think it's really cool. <laughs> uh, and so that's my number five is force awakens. All right. My, my number five is now, please. Uh, this may be too low for a lot of people, but remember these are great movies. My number five is a new hope. Uh, A New Hope's great. Look, I don't have anything bad to say about A New Hope. At this point, we're just talking about movies I love. Good point. Uh, Good point. The the only the only reason it's this low is because, uh, being the first film, it doesn't have the dramatic character moments I love as much in the later ones that I'm going to list. Uh, it's a great movie. It's a it's a great movie. It's an excellent movie in every way. Uh, my my popular opinion for this one is I I do think that A New Hope is the single greatest display of raw creativity ever put to film. Um, mm. I don't think there's another film that's made so much so effectively from nothing as this film. Uh, I, I thank this film from the bottom of my heart for existing. Uh, and and it's, uh, yeah, it's stunning. It's a stunning work of filmmaking. Uh Probably better than many of the ones I'm going to put higher. Just they have special places in my heart, but I, I do love A New Hope deeply. Uh, my my unpopular opinion is that last scene is dumb as hell. Even if you <laughs> fix the Chewie problem, 
The music swells weird. It's like everybody's smiling at the doofy thing as they get medals, and, and they they reward these medals to these three newcomers that just decide to do something at the very end of nothing. No, no, no. They award medals to two newcomers. To two, two newcomers. <laughs> one of which abandoned them. So, like, we're thanking him for deciding to not completely abandon them. And you well, look around... back. <laughs> well, I, that's what I'm saying. But you look around, and the room is filled with people who... Who have been dedicated to this movement for years and have been giving their lives, and they're like, "Who the hell is that guy?" Right. It's a dumb scene, but I also get that I don't know how else to end it. I mean, there's no, there's nothing else in the universe. Like, you don't have the extended universe. I don't. You don't know what's coming next. Lucas clearly didn't have Empire Strikes Back. He was busy doing Splinter of the Mind's Eye novels. Um, <laughs> what a reference. Well, that was going to be his quick... Uh, Alan Dean Foster was writing that so he could make a quick, easy, cheap sequel because this movie is going to be a bomb. So, yeah. yeah no. It's all planned to be a bomb. Yeah. I love the movie. Love the movie. Amazing uh, film. So my number five is Rogue One. Um, for various reasons, uh, I... So so I've I played a lot of the both the Star Wars MMOs. And in both the Star Wars MMOs, my main characters were never Jedi. I liked playing bounty hunters and smugglers and regular troopers, like regular Joes. I like a story that focuses on regular people. Um, and it's it certainly is a retelling of the Seven Samurai, uh, you know, style. I really like the idea that the big flaw for the Death Star was intentionally put there by somebody. I really like uh, a lot of the characters. Like, like, like you mentioned, I thought that Jin um, Urso was good, uh, but I just think they kind of she didn't really have a lot of necessarily stuff to do. They could maybe have cut cut out one of the characters, like like maybe uh, Bodai Rook, who's the the pilot, and I actually do know their names. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, because you can't cut out K- K2SO because that's Alan Tudyk. And let's face it, breakout well, star great. of that film. He's so um, good in that movie. Or uh, Chiruta Inwe, who is the Donnie Yen, uh, the blind monk. Uh, I thought he did very good along with... Yes. Um, uh, oh shoot, I can't remember the other monk's name. Uh, but that was played by Jiang Wen. Uh, anyway, it's, uh, they, both of them were very good. Um... Saul Guerrero was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a couple good a, lines. We had like a decade of build-up to finally see Saul Guerrero on film, and it was eh. Yeah, it was eh. Uh, but you've got the <laughs> You Bordone. probably don't know that, Nick, but Saul Guerrero no. is a big character in the Clone Wars cartoon. Forrest Whitaker um, to me will always could... be the last king of Scotland, so I can't see him without hearing that, <laughs> I am a general, like, voice in my head. So, <laughs> like, that's, you know, that's him. <laughs> um... Yo, know, people also give uh, crap to Diego Luna for Cassian Andor. I loved Cassian. Really? Oh. I really like the idea of a guy who is is a spy and makes very difficult decisions. Like, he just straight up kills, kills that guy because he knows that he can't allow him to be alive and know what he knows. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really looking forward to the, the Andor uh Disney Plus series. Uh, it looks I very absolutely was not, but that trailer looks like so much fun. Like um, I was, I had no expectation of that series, but you should go watch the trailer, people. Oh yeah, I, I had zero expectation as well. But as soon as that, I was like, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, that's you're great. doing what I want. 
keep doing it. Um, and then obviously you can't like if you want if you want to know what it's like to have a room full of like in in our case what was it like um it was a couple hundred people orgasm at the same time that's what's happened when Darth Vader uh walks oh, down a hallway <laughs> killing rebel <laughs> troops uh as, as they're as they can't do anything about it <laughs> it's the best Vader scene in all the movies it's so good and in my opinion it also makes it so much better when you then cut to a new hope and Leia's just yes! like, on a diplomatic mission to, to Alderaan. So, he's, and, and he's that makes her such a more badass character because well, she knows. that crap. He but, knows. But, but they that's both what's know what's going it's on. Like, it's totally a retcon, but they retcon it to make it so that Leia's like, yeah, you son of a bitch, you can't prove anything. We both know that you know that I know that you know, but you can't prove anything. <laughs> exactly. Prove it. That's a sweet sermon. Because, because what is, what, that's the, that actually adds weight to a new hope because basically she is relying on the rule of law to carry through and three days later he's gonna blow up alderaan and dissolve the senate yeah and so that that really raises the stakes of a new hope yeah and yeah i love oh and um uh ben uh mendelson as orson krennic i love a slimy bureaucrat who's trying to get ahead Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't know why um Unpopular opinion, I love the Vader dad jokes. I think they're great. They're very Anakin. <laughs> Vader dad jokes. Remind me, I forgot. Um, when he's like literally force choking um, uh, Ben Middleson. Yeah, Krennic. And, and he says, careful, don't choke on your own aspirations. Haracha. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And awesome. it was like, I it, this Anakin, and it, uh, come on, uh, this is where the fun begins. Mm-hmm. Well said. Um, you did bring up an interesting thing that reminded me. Um, so all of the movies, 11, 10, 9, and then this was my 7, I eye-rolled in every single one of those. I eye-rolled in Rogue One when C-3PO and R2-D2 showed up. <laughs> and I think I you actually hear me in the up. theater go, <sighs> So, <laughs> so um, well, right on, shoot. Uh, my number four, I agree, Brendan, a new hope. It's amazing. It started the whole dang thing. My popular opinion is pretty much the whole thing is awesome. And it was actually really hard for me to think of an unpopular opinion. Um, cause I mean, I, I, I had the behind the scenes star Wars videotape and I watched that, I think until I broke it. Cause I was so fascinated with how movies were made and the model stuff mm-hmm. and all that coming together. Um, and there is something I'll put in the show notes, which is, um, the guy who wrote Little Miss Sunshine did this hour and a half video essay about writing, and he uses the um, the example of the run on the Death Star as like this excellent moment of like setups and payoffs and all these pivotal things occurring at the same time. And I still get chills when that happens. I still, oh yeah, like when it all comes oh, yeah. together and the music and the strings. The second Han Solo shows up with that yahoo it's just like oh my gosh it still gets me just pumped up about what i love about movies and filmmaking uh, just yeah filmmaking. yeah and and the and the more stories that i hear about like how difficult it was to make a new hope for anyone who doesn't know um i think i know i've talked about this before in screenwriting there's something called the blacklist which is the most um popular specs that were read that year purchased not purchased what just whatever producers voted on one year number three was this one about peter mayhew and it's his a biography on his life just in relation to Star Wars and it was all of this behind the scenes stories 
tied into one big script, like all this crap that happened and Lucas being crazy on set and all this stuff. And the more things that I ingest, the more just I enjoy it. And so a new hope, man is still, it just still gets me excited. Can't go wrong there, man. Yeah. So number four, a new hope. So my number four is rogue one. Uh, love this movie. I, I, I see, I, I remember getting out of it and you had a Facebook comment because you know screenwriting and you had issues with the script process and I get it. I get it, man. But man, this was so new and fresh and 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 really committed to drama. And uh, so, okay, Rogue One is such a dark story. It is a war movie. Uh... It, I think it has great characters. I agree, some of the characters could be cut, but the main cat characters, Jin, Galen, uh, guys, I named my youngest after Galen or so. John, my, John is is my youngest's godfather. He's named after Galen or so. I tell people it's named after the Catholic saint. I tell people it's named after the doctor that uh, just, just studied pus, but no, he's named after the Star Wars character. Yeah. Uh, I love the the retcon of you brought up how they destroyed the Death Star. Um, I, my popular opinion, I adore that they committed to a suicide mission. That, when people say Disney doesn't take risks, I point to this and I say, look, they made a movie where every main character died really badly. Yeah. Super good point. Um, great stuff. Uh, the, the cinematography is stunning. Uh, oh, the Death Star is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a, it's a monster. It's this looming, like, it's like Galactus in the sky. Uh, it, it does fan service. It does fan service in the way that the force awakens can only dream of doing fan service <laughs> oh, uh, with the, with the hammerheads, dude, dude, my favorite moment in the star Wars movie viewing experience with you was the hammerhead showed up and the guy on the intercom goes prepare for impact. And John reaches over to me. I felt every muscle in his body tense from a seat over as he grabs my knee and squeezes and he goes, <laughs> It's those ships okay, from the, the game we love. <laughs> the hammerhead is from Knights of the Old Republic, so it's actually oh, canonizing okay, part okay. of the Old Republic stories. Yeah. And to watch it freaking hammerhead into a Star Destroyer is one of the coolest things in the film. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I'm popular opinion... Suicide mission. Unpopular opinion. It was actually exactly what you had. Vader's aspiration pun is the best line in the whole damn movie. <laughs> I love that line. It works on so many levels. Don't choke on your aspirations as he's choking as he's trying to get up in the hierarchy. But aspirations also means breathing and he's choking him. It's so bad. It's so great. I love it. I love it. It's the kind of it's the kind of joke that Anakin makes in the Clone Wars series. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's very Clone Wars as well, and you know something we I didn't mention either the fact that James Earl Jones also just knocks it out of the park. Oh yeah, yo, <laughs> coming yeah. back for it. Um, so my number four is the Last Jedi, uh, which is probably the most controversial thing because you either love this movie or you think that this movie You'll either that none of us have said it yet. <laughs> this, this is I, but seriously, in the Star Wars fandom, because. I'm sorry, guys. You're not the first people I've had this conversation with. Uh, 
<laughs> the Last Jedi. It is either the greatest Star Wars, one of the greatest Star Wars films that's ever been made. It 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 it, it saved the 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 sequels. Um, you know, it, it restored your faith in Star Wars, or it destroyed or it your faith your in Star Wars. It it raped your childhood. It 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 you know salted the ground that was Star Wars. Yeah. Nothing um, can grow here ever again. And nothing, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. There's problems with this movie. Canto Bite could have had a good ten to fifteen minutes cut out of it. Um, I did. I thought that the Finn B plot was not super great. Uh, but the throne room fight scene, uh, how he kills Snoke. people have issues with that scene. Why? Because some of the fight moves don't make sense if you were actually in that scenario. Like, that's true of every damn fight scene in any movie ever. Yeah. (laughs) It's cinematic, damn it. But it looks so good. And And, And movies are about looking good. And then when Kylo turns to her and says... Not, not, not the, not the, um, oh, good, we've destroyed the Sith, or, you know, this can be a return of, turn of the Jedi, or, like, no, we need to destroy the Jedi, we will become the Sith. It's like, why don't we be something else? Why don't we be something different? That better is so much better uh, of, of, of a narrative plot to say that we don't have to fall into the same trappings as the 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 people that came before us dot 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 somehow palpatine returned and somehow palpatine returned um and i would have been fine if like after he kills snoke you suddenly hear like you know ian mcdermott you know doing his like yeah palpatine laugh like that would have set it up and it would have been like oh ooh um obviously the holo uh hyperspace uh scene is just cinema cinematography just gorgeous uh, when it cuts to black, you know, uh, no sound. Gooey delicious. So good. Um, but doesn't my... it break canon? I'm sorry, yeah. I'm being the salty guy. I'm being the it's salty salt. guy believing none of it. Go ahead. Right, right. Uh, yeah, salt. Uh, right next to Gary my... Edwards. <laughs> my unpopular opinion, Chewbacca once again was wasted uh, because he's on... Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. planet with with Luke, and in my opinion, a better way of doing it would have been her like, fine, <coughs> I'll just go read and study these books, and then Chewbacca dragging Luke out of a hut, because they're good friends. They're like some uh, some of each other's best friends. Uh, to be like, look what you're doing, you idiot! Like, here's mm-hmm. somebody who is trying to do something. Get out of your rut, and because you know Chewbacca loves. Luke, like they're like I said, they're very good friends, and also Rose. I liked Rose, and I thought that she was. I yes. thought she was wasted. Uh, mm-hmm. in Revenge, they're trying to the... uh, rise, rise of Skywalker. Revenge. Um, I thought that it was just a nerd, you know, a, a knee jerk reaction. But I, I like the idea of a character who isn't sure who's who's fighting because there's clearly in a very evil organization and that if she doesn't fight there's nobody else to fight mm-hmm. i like that i like that concept love it man amen brother well said um so real quick i'm just gonna do a quick recap since we're in the top three now so again my 11 attack of the clones 10 rise of the skywalker 9 solo 8 phantom menace 7 rogue one 6 revenge of the sith 5 force awakens 4 a new hope and my number three 
which up until two weeks ago and for over a decade was my number one, is now my number three, is Yubnub. Echop Yubnub. A Toby wow. Toby. I was sure you were going to do number one here. <laughs> Interesting. Yep, Return of the Jedi. Um, I mean, I saw that when I was eight, so the Ewoks made perfect sense to me. Um, I, I, gosh. They did too when I was little. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it brought everything together in this really cool kind of way. I thought, Jabba, I mean, there's so much to like about this movie and so much about tying things up but while also leaving enough loose ends because the books were pop. I mean, there were books, like, within a year, a year or two of the first one coming out, so... Um, there were all these like little dangling strings that were left. And of course, Boba Fett was amazing. Um, you know, we, I had real quick. So you mentioned that fight with the last Jedi and people having, um, beef with it. There was a video recently where a guy was just like, you justified Luke 100% missing the guy on the, um, the speeder in return of the Jedi when he kicks the guy in the face. And he's, he's probably four feet from the dude's face. And they're like, no, no, that's a force kick. Luke can do a force kick. So it's fine. You know, so, so people will justify shit that they love and they'll justify crap that they hate, too, for whatever reason they want. Um, That's exactly what's happening. If you pick apart an action movie that you love, you'll find problems. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, you know, so much good stuff. I mean, the rescuing of Han thing, the love story with him and Leia, um, just all the introductions to just these great characters. And, um, you know, Lando gets promoted, which is a little bit weird, you know, I suppose. But. Um, it also gave us a trap. So there's like a ton that, you know, (laughs) I just, uh, I really love return of the Jedi. I I genuinely don't have complaints about this. My unpopular opinion is that the Ewoks are awesome. Again, not every alien race has to be amazing. Um, and I feel like, what are you talking about? They're tiny cannibals. (laughs) Where are they getting those skulls? Where are they getting the dresses that fit Leia? Right? I, I just imagine they weaved that really, really quick, you know? No. They eat that, sentience. That's somebody she ate. They ate. They ate away. <laughs> uh, I have not thought they about that. They had that lying around. And they yeah. worship a golden god, just like Atlas shrugged. I'm not oh. I'm not terribly anti-Ewok. I, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, just, uh, I mean, I, I think the, the biggest bummer for me with the special editions was the fact that they removed the Yub Nub song, because that was... Such a fun thing, like, as a little kid, like, to dance around with all your cousins is the movie yep, ending, because no. the good guys, like, totally won. Uh, Vader's funeral pyre was, like, something that was just really deep and touching, and, like, the fact that he saves his son and, like, redeems himself at the end, and, you know, the Emperor is just this massive piece of shit, like, and you can't wait to see him go down, and, like, you genuinely think he's gonna kill Luke, and then, like, Vader saves the day, like, the last person in the world you think would save him, like, totally does, because there is some good in him after all, and, uh, I mean, gosh, like, uh, you know, I think maybe the overuse of, you know, the Death Star again thing probably feels like the whole, it's the Empire somehow, you know, somehow Palpatine returned thing, but, um, I, I, I love Return of the Jedi, it's, I, I told everyone forever that it was my favorite Star Wars movie. And after, again, up until a week ago, it was number one. And I'm happy to put it at number three. I'm so fascinated. I freaking awesome. love this film, Return of the Jedi, number three. All right. So I'm going to recap mine. I had 11, Rise of Skywalker, 10, Phantom Menace, 9, Attack of the Clones, 8, The Force Awakens, 7, Return of the Jedi, 6, Solo, 5, A New Hope, 4, and Rogue One. So those of you keeping track at home means that my top three has a movie from every trilogy. Uh, I, you know what we should do? We should assign these point values and rank them, like combine our ranks and see where they end up at some point. Interesting. Uh, okay. So my number three is Revenge of the Sith. Uh, I love cool. this movie. 
I love this movie, man. Like, awesome. it is a prequel movie. It's got all the George Lucas flaws, but it's to me it's very clear he was saving all his A story for one movie. I think the trilogy would be better if this movie was the trilogy. Uh, th- I think this movie works really well. Again, it has flaws. It has issues, but I overlook them all happily. Uh, it's like poetry, it rhymes. It rhymes, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like poetry, it rhymes. Um, he is the lie. I so my unpopular opinion. I'm just gonna jump to that. Was exactly what you said. Uh, every step of Anakin's fall works for me. I think it. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it's a it's a child who crosses a line from virtue and vice, and the whole stack of bricks just falls down after him, uh, to the point where the very reason he crossed the line uh, is something that he loses along the way. Uh, I I get the complaints. I just don't care because I love this film. Uh, I, my popular opinion, you are my brother, Anakin. I loved you is the most heartrending, best delivered line in all of star Wars. Wow. Uh, it's, I think my single favorite moment in star Wars is that, that line. I, I granted it comes after the, the high ground conversation, <laughs> don't which try it. look really stupid, but I don't care. I just don't care. It's I love this movie. Uh, I, I do. I, I have another unpopular opinion. I think this is John Williams' best score of anything he's ever done. I wow. I I love Duel of Fates. Uh, his but, his, but as like a collective work as a movie. As a collective work, this score is. It's got these thrumming, low beats that pound into your chest mm-hmm. i uh, think i might agree with you as a collective work of of, of a movie yeah i can see i think this sure. is his best score i yeah. love this score well the, and the, that that throat fugian like throat singing for the emperor like yeah when they pan across coruscant as mm-hmm. uh as padme's crying and anakin is going to slaughter children and mm, oh, the moment where where obi-wan just quietly says it's Anakin's, isn't it? And Padme breaks out into tears. Like it works. Like sure, there's some corn in this film, but the emotional moments are so resonant for me. I love this movie. Oh man, roses are red, violets are blue. There's too many of them, Master Anakin. What will we do? <laughs> um, Seriously, it's 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 the reason that um you know we should not have legalized Jedi uh, marriage. It's just. <laughs> Just There's to, so many dead younglings. Leads to so many dead younglings. <laughs> so many dead younglings. Did you guys ever see the uh, MTV Movie Awards skit where Jimmy Fallon puts on Anakin Skywalker's wig and does the whole sequence with Natalie Portman? Because if not, I'll no. throw, okay, I will throw this in the show. Notes. I, yeah, I'd love to see that. Yeah, yeah. okay. It's uh, it was I guess for the MTV Movie Awards, they used to just take the hosts and put them into like actually physically like put them into the movies in weird ways. And so, like the you know her ship is landing and he's like just like getting a tan there, like in a in a recliner on that planet. And he's just talking about like uh, I, I won't I won't spoil it, but it's hard to watch <laughs> Revenge of the Sith without thinking of this very specific uh, Jimmy Fallon sequence. So in the I, show notes, I do have one more story. Now, first, I'm going to play something for you, and it's very clearly going to be Darth Vader breathing, and I want you to tell me what I'm playing this from. So, so what am I holding? This is this is impossible for you to get right. I'm just screwing with you because I want to share this. What am I holding right now? Uh, Darth Vader toothbrush. A good guess. 
That is a good guess. I was gonna guess like a figure. It, it is. It is a Revenge of the Sith uh, item promo item. So to, it, that's why I'm bringing it up now. Is it one of those like spinny pops or like sucker things? Yeah, yeah. Sucker yeah. things. Uh uh-uh. uh All right. Uh-huh. Give up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You'll never get it. It is a Target gift card. <laughs> what? <laughs> Holy yes. The lightsaber lights up. So, a week ago, my mother climbs out of her garage and says, you got to get these damn toys out of here. And she sets this cardboard box down. And this is the other story about my mom and Star Wars. And I open it up. Now, context. When Revenge of the Sith came out, there was a Target Darth Vader toy that was buy one per family it was huge sought out collector's item but nobody in montana knew what it was so they just gave them away and we bought 20 of them and we made a couple hundred bucks on ebay and we also (laughs) bought some target gift cards and we kept them all and i opened it up and this is filled with about 30 mint in box star wars action figures that i've never seen before in my life and i look at my mom and i said where did you get these she had been collecting mint in box star wars action figures for 20 years (laughs) And didn't remember doing it. It has oh it has gosh. one of the Jar Jar Binks in box from the preview toys before the movie came out with a chip that makes sound. From yeah, that, that is like, so I, your mom. It, like I'm like, these are not my toys. You did this. You did this. <laughs> Take them. <laughs> Set them up. It was, no, they're in my show. garage. I I gotta wait till my brother gets here to figure out what we're gonna do with them because oh my it's gosh. I, there was three holographic Yodas. I opened one of them just to set on my shelf. So, all right. <laughs> I thank you for the digression, John. Please recap uh, so, yours again. So to, to 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 recap, uh, number twelve, Clone Wars theatrical release. If you know, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> number eleven, Attack of the Clones. Number 10, uh, The Rise of Skywalker. Number 9, Phantom Menace. Number 8, Force Awakens. Number 7, Solo. Number 6, Revenge of the Six Sith. Uh, number 5... That's actually funny. Revenge of the, S- the Sith is is 6. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 5, Rogue One. Uh, number 4, Last Jedi. Which means that for my top 3, they're all from the original trilogy. But that I think, mm-hmm. I think that's because Star Wars much like Doctor Who or Miyazaki films, Mm. your favorites are usually the first that you saw. Mm. And these were the first films I saw. Uh, So my number three is Return of the Jedi. Uh, I love this film so much, um, mainly because uh, in McDermott, just an amazing villain. Yeah, chews up every ounce of that set. You know, and, 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 can I also just point out, I'm sorry for prequel, another down note on the prequels. Threatening force user that never uses a lightsaber in, in, in Return of the Jedi. Terrifying. Mm. Never uses a lightsaber. Uh, I think that that lightsaber fight, though, in Return of the Jedi is, is maybe, my opinion, the best lightsaber fight in the series. Because one, it's so much emotion between Vader and, and Luke going at it. And two, it actually s- feels like they're fighting each other. Like when Luke just lays into him again and again and again. That feels real. Um, Unpopular opinion. Ewoks are fine. Ewoks oh, are totally go. fine. There you go. It, 
Like, it would have been cooler if they were if they were Wookiees like the original script called for, but Ewoks, they try to eat them. Uh, they clearly are successful at what they do, and they show um, that, you know, you know, you can have as much superior firepower as you want, but when you have superior numbers, you can, you can take it down. Also, really quick though, can we, can we talk about how the fact that Ewoks, who are effectively living, you know, a little bit, you know, post-Stone Age, you know, they're, 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 they're just barely past the Stone Age. They're, they're slowly getting into the Bronze Age. They have flight. (laughs) They have mastered Flight. (laughs) Well, they—they're made out of stuffing. They weigh seven pounds. Um, and also, and also, just just for me too, because I know like the Ewoks get a lot of crap, but War- we got Warwick Davis out of this. That Warwick is Warwick Davis. Yeah. Fair point. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do agree that I, you know it certainly slows down a lot, especially when it comes to like them worshiping C three PO and like the. But I like C three PO telling the story and using the sound effects. As he's telling the story, mm-hmm. um, the pyre is so good. I, I just, you know, as much as, as much as I can see what Lucas was trying to do by add adding Hayden Christensen in there as the Force Ghost, <sighs> I just, I, I feel like it doesn't do justice to that original actor. It's true. Um, but other than that, I love Return of the Jedi. I love the, uh, and and honestly, my opinion for like that whole whole uh, you know plan to go rescue Han. Wasn't that it's four separate plans, you know, that four separate people came up. <laughs> I, th- I think it's like, okay, first thing we do is we send in Lando for reconnaissance, see if he can do it. If we don't hear back from him in a certain time, then Leia goes in with Chewbacca. If that doesn't doesn't work, then Luca will go in and try to, uh, um, you know, mind trick him. Uh, if that doesn't work, we're going to send the droids in as well with Luke's lightsaber, because if we, he has his lightsaber, he'll be able to, to you know... You know, just fight his way out of it. I think they got down to plan D, and that's where it all came together. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think that's where that article landed too. But I just love they're on plan D. Luke is about to be thrown into the Sarlacc pit. He's on walking the plank, and he looks at Jabba and says, "Last chance, Jabba," <laughs> as if everything has gone just perfectly. <laughs> no, no, it's it, it it's it's like um, Nick, have you seen uh um Doctor Strange yet? The latest Doctor Strange. I have not. And, uh, it's not a huge. It's not a huge spoil, spoiler. But there's Please, a, char- ahead, there's a, a ahead, character. Well, there's, there's there's a character that says, you know, this is me being reasonable. I think everything up until that point was Luke being reasonable. This I is think that's a better that, way of interpreting it. This is me no longer being reasonable. <laughs> but he um, waited until his blind friend was on the skiff too. Exactly. Exactly. Um, also, something I think really gets overlooked with it. The uh, puppet work that Jim Henson Company um, does for Return of the Jedi um, with both Jabba and the Rancor is amazing. There is a great YouTube video where a guy made in the classic Hasbro style a Jabba the Head toy, but it breaks apart and inside is all the puppetry and the people operating Jabba. It's really cool. I'll try to find that. That's awesome. Also, now my, my unpopular opinion. The... Special edition song with the Max Rebo band is better. <laughs> I like that's I a hot like take the, right there. I like the na 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 to say I want to win na na honey yeah, and then and then it cuts to like this like 
like like uh almost um i don't Sexualized, even know how to, how to describe it like uh, uh mike from monsters inc uh, yeah, a little bit, but it's he's kind of like a Chuck Berry like, like you know, like ooh, my Chuck and the Hot Dog. I was talking about. Yeah, like it, it, it slaps. Like you could get a rematch if that came out today. It millennials would have that remixed like all over, or Gen Zers would have it remixed everywhere. It would be the new Wellerman. Uh, you just awoke something else in my mind two things actually one the special edition um which is what i watched on the rewatch this time i did they just copy and paste vader's no into yeah they did. okay yes. that's what people have been talking about for years because i i would never watch the special editions normally but like I, w- I had the TBS versions going, and so when that was in there, I was like, wait a minute, where the hell did that come from? Well, and you know, Just, there's a version of Revenge of the Sith where he takes the no out, and then he put it back in when he put it into Revenge of the S- uh, Return of the Jedi. Yep. There's a version in the away. middle, like in <laughs> 2010, 2011, where Vader just goes, ah! And then he puts the no back in so that he can put it in Return of the Jedi. Ooh. Also, one more thing with Return yeah, of the yeah. Jedi. Uh, I love how this film gets get shit for racism from the most ignorant people uh what? So, so you know Nienub, the um co-pilot of lando on the falcon for yeah people have made a comment that Nienub is racist because he's a racist car- caricature of uh mexican individuals however he is actually speaking a language he is from africa and he's speaking his actual tribe's language Oh, that, they didn't make it up for the movie? Whoa. They didn't make it up for the movie. That is the only other oh, actual language that's... spoken in Star Wars. That's cool. I like that. I like that I mean, a lot. If, if that's racist, then so is the Trade Federation. <coughs> Wouldn't you agree? Like, just from the way that they uh, The Trade it? Federation is a little worse, yeah. yeah no, um, I mean, well, well, the, the Trade Federation, I think, is racist, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never mind. You got it. Perfect. Uh, but, um, is it legal? <laughs> You mentioned Jabba's Palace, and I, I was I would be remiss if I did not mention Salacious Crumb, which is a, a long running joke with my little mm. brother and I. Just the way he like yeah, the, ah! <laughs> like that laugh, and then sometimes when we're like if my little brother and I at a party and we see something strange, like we will look at like we will look at that person the way Salacious Crumb looks at Jabba's tail, so <laughs> that whole thing. So shout out to Andrew for that. Just I had to mention that. Uh, Brent, Brendan, can can I tell our Salacious Crumb story? Oh, yes, please tell our Salacious Crumb story. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> yes, for, I for, forgot! For, How can we not yeah, tell this story? For, for, for those who don't know... This is one of my favorite uh, stories. I, I, I'm, I'm a journalist. Uh, my, my, I, I'm a reporter uh, in Montana. I cover various things, including elections. And one election night, I was at our county elections office covering a sheriff race, and they have to write down every write-in candidate um, that that's written in, and they have to record it. And one of the, you know, clerks who's going through it and writing it down, she just makes an offhanded comment of, of, who the hell is Salacious Crumb? <laughs> <laughs> later, a week later, I'm right, at Brendan's right, house, we're talking about Star it. Playing Star Wars D&D. Yeah, playing Star Wars D&D. You say you write down a Star Wars character, and I turn to you like, did you write down Salacious Crumb? <laughs> yes, I did. I Unbeknownst. <laughs> <laughs> I, the the I figured out your vote. Worked. I said, 
I wrote down a Star Wars character, and John immediately looked at me and said, Salacious Crumb? <laughs> and so it was like, there's no way either of us could have bullshitted the, the situation either. It was like, <laughs> how the hell did you know that? <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Uh, Beautiful. Um, now that woman did did break some, I think, uh, uh, voter secrecy. I would have there. never, kn- <laughs> I would have never known it if you did not share with me that that you. Not voted you. For I'm Salacious. saying the woman who said out loud, "Who the hell, Salacious Crumb?" No, because that that's to be fair. That's that's not because that is if you go back at the actual like voting <laughs> record for Montana, there is one person that voted <laughs> for Salacious <laughs> Crumb. <laughs> And that is officially recorded at the Secretary me. of State's office. <laughs> Whenever somebody's running unopposed, I always write in the candidate. Because you know what? They're going to get it. I don't know. Yeah. That's amazing. And sometimes oh. when people are running opposed, but both of them suck, I write in Star Wars characters too. So. <laughs> right on. All right. Uh, my number two. My unpopular opinion is that it is this high. <laughs> and that is The Last Jedi. This movie <laughs> this movie broke me <laughs> in a lot of amazing ways. Um, I saw it in a, a small town. It's a town called Ionia, Michigan. Um, they grow the potatoes for the french fries from McDonald's. And I saw the movie there. And the, the movie theater that they have there, it's like six bucks i think a person and like popcorn and like a huge tub is like three dollars um it's like an auditorium that you would see a stage play at and uh like i think they even had curtains to pull back for the screen now i think about it seats are like from the 1920s uh it was very strange but uh, at least for me it was but man every expectation i had for this movie just completely blew was just completely like ah it was blown away in such a well, that's great the way. reason that's a bad movie nick well, and that's, that's the that's thing awful. is like this movie is all about uh, expectations and like we expect Luke to come in and save the day. There's a great TikTok I'll just post in the show notes that like completely summarized why I love this movie so much. Um, the more that I look into it, I wish a lot of the deleted scenes were left in the movie. Um, I think a lot of the things people complain about are the things that I love the most. Um, you know, you can look at Canto Bach however you want to, but it's just the cloud city of this movie. Um, and if that, if cloud city is pointless and empire, it is in this movie too, because it's like what, it's what gives, uh, Finn purpose to eventually kill Phasma. Um, and I, my, I don't know if this is popular or not, but I, Rose is also just fine in my book. Um, but, uh, gosh, I love everything this movie did. I love the cinematography. I love the music. I love the way it picked apart the characters and again, expectations. As soon as Luke, like was holding the lightsaber and they cut to that medium shot. I'm like, he's going to throw it behind him. He absolutely has to throw it behind him. And he does. And it's amazing that that happens. And I don't care about the nipple milking cow manatee thing. It doesn't bother me. In the I slightest. love it. I love that. I, I, I think it's so I great. Love, I love the nunfish. That's great. I love the little, like the little popper penguin things. Uh, oh, the pores. Yeah, yeah. Poplars from Futurama is what I wrote down, but I know that's not correct. Um, because I, too, wanted to eat them, Chewy. I get it. I get it. Worst prop in the movie. Um, Luke having to come to terms with the fact that he was going to kill uh, Ben and that being the thing that broke him and just what that represents to a person who literally has accomplished so much and decides to literally shut himself off from the Force. I Oh, maybe this is my unpopular opinion as well. I love... 
Mary Poppins Leia. I think it's great. And I wish, I wish that I had recorded the rant that I made. Fierce when nodding was on over. my side. Yeah. So when I, when we got into the, so I will say this too, the hyperspace jump thing and the movie goes dead silent. I did the most white guy thing on the planet and I applauded <laughs> like an <laughs> idiot. I went, ah, how can I just started clapping like a jerk ruining it for these poor people. I could not believe that happened. And I was just, I was already so in love with that movie because of the fight sequences and all the character growth and all that stuff. And then the fact that like she throws the saber at Kylo and he catches it and just turns it on and shuts it off real quick to blow a hole through that guy's head. Um, and the fact that like not everybody's all good or all bad and like that's what the representation was of them breaking apart the lightsaber and the lightsabers never touch and like people were were really mad that it's the only Star Wars movie where lightsabers never touched each other. Um, but I think that that's great. I loved everything Ryan Johnson did about this movie and just rewatching it over the weekend, I'm just like, yeah, this is better than Return of the Jedi. I freaking adore this film. Um, I think about it all the time. That's why we mention it in the podcast all the time because it really is good, and it's the it's it's the thing it's that pretty like, much our has, only return gag in the podcast is we mentioned the Last Jedi and everything. It's just the constant, <laughs> yeah, just the constant reminding that this movie is a masterpiece, and um, the fact that it's this high should tell you just how much I love this film, and um, I do defend it like crazy. Um, I mean, just I'm trying to think of the guy, uh, the Code Breaker. Uh, the actor's name. DJ. Uh, uh, crap. Oh, Benicio del Toro. Thank you, Thank Benicio you. del Toro. Added so much to like that character with just like the simple stutter, and it really like his all the stuff that he says is like the theme of the whole freaking movie. Um, and the fact that like they're in the ship of the guy who like he sells to the good guys, he sells to the bad guys. Like that's not everyone's all bad and everyone's all good. Like, oh my gosh. And yeah, Gareth Edwards, who directed Rogue One, he was the guy next to the guy who said it's salt. salt. Yeah, there he is, right there. Um, and that's is exactly <laughs> what whenever ever some trash crabby movie because I looked up all of these uh, rankings of Star Wars films and so many people had this as the worst one and that's just like it's salt that's all it is is it's salt I love the just, Fox Crystal it's a planet creatures. of worth of salt yeah if I have to complain about one thing the rock CGI at the end wasn't very good when they looked when she looked at the rocks well very, well hold on <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Because, so, my wife bought me the behind-the-scenes, the art of The Last Jedi for Christmas. And I've been That's slowly right, yeah. reading it and savoring it. Um, I discovered, because I finished it two nights ago, that was done practically. They hung you're, rocks. You're kidding. Nope. Oh, dude, it looks like, oh, I thought it was so bad CGI. Well, today it I learned. It is not. That's as real as you can get, man. They hung a bunch of rocks. And I think they pulled them back, too, to when she throws them wow okay well that that's awesome i did not know that and now i've learned yeah um yeah i mean just oh it should have had more fake rocks (laughs) 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 um you know how many you know this isn't enough people to start a rebellion it's exactly the right number all that stuff that leia says um you know and and yeah gosh the Poe lines with the whole, you know, taunting the guy like, uh, yeah, okay, I'll hold. You know, does it like completely ignores him. Can he hear me? He, he can hear you, sir. Can you hear me? Like, after he did that whole speech, like, he's just mocking him so bad. That's great. The extreme close-up on uh, Rose's sister when she, like, makes that decision to just, like, blow the whole, like, bomb run on that ship. Just, oh, my gosh. I, I love this movie. This, yeah. And, of course, the only one that could beat it is... It doesn't matter. Uh, Last Jedi, number two. 
I can't I can't say enough. I could do a whole episode on how much I love this film. So I'm gonna put from to start like just like you. I'm gonna copy. I'm gonna put my unpopular opinion first. The unpopular opinion is that this movie is my number two movie, and my popular <laughs> opinion is that it's also the best Star Wars movie, and that's because number two is The Empire Strikes Back. Wonderful. Oh, awesome. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I struggled hard with this one. I struggled hard with this one because Empire Strikes Back is the better film. It is not my favorite. Uh, Empire Strikes Back movie shouldn't work, and it works better than oh my gosh! Like this movie goes full throttle, breakneck speed. It goes all over the place. We are shooting across the galaxy, back and forth. Every character has a full developed arc and are interacting with each other in a compelling way that's driving the plot forward, even though they're nowhere near each other. Just, ah, the, from Hoth, Mm -hmm. Go Down in History is one of the greatest scenes in movie making history. Dagobah goes down in history is one of the greatest scenes in movie making (laughs) history. The Asteroid Belt goes down in history is one of the greatest films sequences. Bespin, the fight at the end, you could take out 10 minutes of this movie and it would go toe-to-toe with any other 10 minutes in any other film ever. I could take a random 10 minutes out of this movie. This movie, look... This movie's perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have anything else to say. The movie is absolutely perfect. It is perfect. I don't have a quibble with this film. Um, well, okay, so my unpop- my unpopular opinion. I was scratching and tearing to get an unpopular opinion on this. I will state that the space slug is distractingly unscientific, even for Star Wars. <laughs> the fact that they just fly in it and then they walk out with face masks and have gravity outside the ship... That is literally the only thing that takes me out of the movie. Um, and I'm, Wait, the I'm not... The Exogorth is what gets you? <laughs> Dude, I'm stretching here to come up with some, a, a quibble here. But, my, probably, but my favorite so, family so, okay. moment is that one. Is that one where he's like shooting so for the record, So for the record, there is an extended universe retcon that makes sense of, of the space luck. So in, uh, before, uh... Shoot. Uh, before Last Jedi came out, Ken Luau, Louis, he, I don't know, he, he, he's the guy who's translated the second Three Bodies Problem book, wrote a series of short stories, legends about Luke Skywalker. And one of them is, what are the worms called again? John? Exogorths. Exogorths. One of them is Luke going into the Exogorth, and it has a retcon that makes these perfectly transparent, semi permeable membranes that Luke has to claw through. That keep the oxygen in the inside of the creature. Holy crap. <laughs> and that's the explanation as to why they didn't need face masks. More than just a breather. More than just a breather, yeah. yeah. But no, the, the movie's perfect. I, I mean, that that's me quibbling. The movie's perfect. Uh, in popular opinion, the Slave 1 is the best designed spaceship in sci-fi history. That ship's baller. And, and yeah. Well, and no longer back. called the Slave 1. The fire spray. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> John, number two. Uh, so number two for me is um, it's a new hope. Uh, 
I need to start off by saying that during the pandemic, um, when, you know, everything was locked down, uh, my wife and I had just gotten married um, just recently before, and our honeymoon was actually supposed to be March 20th that year oh, at whoa. Disney World, and everything shut down. Oh. Um, we're going we're to finally go in, like, in October. Do you got it scheduled? You got it scheduled! Oh, we got right. it scheduled, yeah! Awesome! Yeah, we're finally going in October. Because we wanted to go when we could, like, carry shitty food around Disney yeah. World, because that's the way to do it. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so, New Hope... So, for our for our anniversary, what my wife did is she rented out a theater called the Myrna Loy. Great so it was just theater. the two of us. And we watched A New Hope alone in the theater, because I missed movies that much, and New Hope is one of my... is easily one of my favorite movies. Um... It started everything. It it would even though it's a hero's journey, it's a very good telling of the hero's journey. Think thanks to the editing of the movie, uh, and that really yes. needs to show be notes said. that 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 saved yeah. in the edit video. Saved in the edit. Uh, yeah, I mean Lucas's wife, former wife. Yeah, ex-wife. Yeah, uh, yeah. ex-wife. Yeah, uh, save that film. I love Obi-Wan's explanation of what the Force is. You know, it's an uh, invisible force that connects us all together, binds all life across uh, the galaxy. That's all you need. And, and you can just accept it. I... The the CG... You know, the, what they did for effects at the time was amazing. Like, my dad still tells me about how um, he was, you know, just a kid in, in high school and somebody drove down to where they were all hanging out after they just got out of Star Wars and said, you guys need to go see this movie. Oh, that's so cool. Oh. Um, by maybe unpopular opinion, it's probably more about popular opinion. Lucas, you're a coward for holding on to the original copies of New Hope. That Those are Oscar-winning win- films for, for their effects. While that may not be the vision that he wanted, they should be released in their original prints. Because those are, again, Oscar award-winning visual effects films. And we have no ability to legally watch those. Or, wa- and, and, or watch, you know, the original prints of them. So for those who we don't can know, legally watch are you referring them? to, like, the original cuts, like the VHS ones? Or, like, what, do, what are you referring to for those who don't I'm know? referring to the original he, um, uh, uh, 70 millimeter in, uh, in, film prints that went out. In 2014... They released a 720p version of them as a bonus feature on the DVD re-release. They did. They did, but okay. it's a sucky remat. It's a it's a terrible transfer. No, so there's yeah, because you want to see in 4K because it's film. These these were printed on film. You can get a 4K look at this because that's how film works. Oh hey, there's gosh. look the famously litigious Disney has still never gone after Hammy's uh, despecialized editions. And I'm sure there's a reason for that because Probably. they recognize that these should be in the public. Uh, my unpopular opinion is that uh, unreal, unrealistic uh, motivations from from some of the characters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why? Yeah, it's just they're they're just kind of doing what they're supposed to be doing um, when when you look at it. Uh, also the fact that they didn't give, I mean, they didn't give Chewie a, a medal and th- they basically made Chewbacca a dog, even though he flies a spaceship. 
Uh, yeah, and I, I agree. I, uh, so, actually, I disagree with your critique about um, why Han is getting a medal, because ultimately, Luke is the one that blows up the Death Star. That's why he's getting a medal. He's only able to do so because Han swoops in with Chewbacca, and they attack the, the fighters that are on Luke's tail. Are you talking so, to me? He, yes. I don't, so have a plays, prob- I don't have a problem with Han getting a medal. He plays a direct role in the destruction of the Death Star. I have a problem Ultimate... with nobody else in that attack force getting a medal. <laughs> they're getting medals, they're but they're being specially reckoned. Yeah, Porkins didn't make it, man. No! Porkins deserved <laughs> some... And, and to be fair, my His critique of the scene is yep. less about what's happening and more that... I don't know. It, it seems like a very derpy 70s... Like it, it seems out of place in the film. The way it's filmed. Yeah, and I, I get that there's no... Honestly, I think the movie could have ended just fine with them all getting to get... Like, when he gets out of... and They hug. Know, they hug and Leia says, I knew it wasn't just about the money. That'd be a like, great... That would have been a that would have been a good ending for the film, too. But I, I get... <laughs> yeah. Repair uh, Yeah, I, I have zero complaints about this movie. Um, at least for the original versions. Uh, the... Special editions made some choices, uh, added some tonally inappropriate cuts and CG, and why why do you, why do we need Java? Why do we need uh, that giant uh, creature in the streets of Tatooine? Because we saw him in Phantom Menace. Oh my gosh! So Java doesn't well, yeah. work for you in the New Hope. Uh, he did not. Java doesn't work for me in the New Hope. Okay, uh, just because. In my opinion, if you're going to do it, like green screen a puppet onto there. Don't don't do the CGI monstrosity. <laughs> oh. oh, beautiful! All right, well, I at least know my number one's tie with John. So yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it, Empire man, I just Empire Strikes Back is definitely my number one. I, I again, as Brendan said, it's perfect. Like there's. Everything is set up and paid off so well. I, the cinematography is, has improved from A New Hope. It just it takes so many of the good things about New Hope and it makes it all <coughs> even better, uh, elevates it to a whole new level. Um, of course, the the revelation about Vader being Luke's father is just devastating and also amazing. Um, all the stuff with Yoda, I think, is the stuff that I look back on and just um, I love it. I love the the meditations and a way that he gives like he should have his own 365 pull calendar because every you know everything yoda says is just awesome um and the puppet <laughs> tree is amazing and especially that moment when he does make the x-wing rise completely out of nowhere that's why you fail it's like shit how much stuff in my life is that why i fail like um going way too deep on this one but yeah uh just oh i am gonna do the same yeah so. just like I, I think i strive to be um as good of a writer as the people who wrote empire um it's it's there's it really shows that you can beat the crap out of your characters and they can overcome and that's what makes something so extraordinary um the only thing i would improve upon is what they did in the family guy one where as soon as the movie's about to end he gets the letter from doc that he's alive in 1885 no that's terrible i'm just kidding but (laughs) but but that is my that is my favorite kind of uh riff on star wars i love a lot of the robot chicken stuff especially the back from the dead asshole stuff from boba fett (laughs) but um the whole family guy for something something's like dark side I just nonstop laughter, just amazing. Um, but yeah, I I won't I won't go too long. I just I I really adore Empire. I love the music and the the blossoming upon and Leia's relationship. 
Um, it's just so freaking good. And I think I think The Last Jedi is as good as it is. To me, obviously I have to say that part, because of how good Empire is. Because a lot of the thorough lines I see with Empire with characters getting the crap beat out of them and uh, having to struggle like crazy are all things from Empire. So mm-hmm. Last Jedi is as good as it is because Empire is as good as it is. And uh, yeah, I'll just end with saying I love Star Wars, baby. Those are that's my top Amen, one, brother. Yep. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yep. Okay, so number one for me is the Last Jedi. Praise. Um, <laughs> this movie. So, I never thought I would get to experience in a theater what I think people got to experience watching. The Empire Strikes Back in theaters. Yeah. And I got that with this movie. And this is one of the reasons that finally tipped it over into the number one slot for me. Because I had a genuine spiritual experience watching The Last Jedi in film. On the yeah. on screen. It... it uh, my mouth is agape multiple times. And I don't say that lightly. I mean, it was an involuntary reaction where I was just moved to awe by the visuals of what I'm seeing. Uh, I, uh, shocking, that hyperspace ramming. Anybody who's nitpicking that, breaking Star Wars lore, good lord. Star Wars is a flexible enterprise. Have some, Learn to have some fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> events. When, when, when the lightsaber turns on and stabs Snoke... I was stunned. Never in a million years did I expect that to happen or happen in that way or happen at that moment. Uh, It it, it hit so hard. And one of my unpopular opinions is that that is the best fight scene in the series. It's not the most highest emotional stakes fight scene in the series, but the choreography in that scene and the storytelling. Because you are learning about Rey and Kylo forging a relationship as they are fighting for their lives. Um, but more than anything, we have got to talk about Luke. The criticism that this movie does Luke wrong mm-hmm. bothers me about more than just about any nerd opinion out there. This movie does Luke right. Better than any movie has ever done any character right. First off, it is 100% consistent with this character. You watch that original trilogy. Luke is impulsive. He is emotional. He makes some dumbass decisions. He indulges his (laughs) anger. At the climax of him fighting Vader, he almost murders... Murders the wrong word, but... He loses himself to the dark side for a moment as he is beating down upon Vader. The fact that he could lose his faith is absolutely consistent with his character. And the fact that we got to watch him find it again is the best single character arc, in my opinion, in film. Yeah, man. Yeah, totally. Well, and yeah, the other thing with that whole complaint, too, is what? What? how else is, you know, what else are they supposed to do with Luke? Like, J.J. wrote him on a planet all True. on his own. Like, he, he wasn't, like, he was on a secret hidden. mission. Yeah, Luke I mean, Skywalker's missing. Literally, he, gone. He's not there. <laughs> he got himself lost, and then he burned up the map. Uh, okay, getting personal here. 
I I find his arc look it has uh, I'm not joking it has has spiritual significance to me I have struggled with a lot of things in the last couple of years as we all have a lot of questions and doubt and I think about the last Jedi and I know this sounds cheesy as hell but I take comfort in lessons that I learn that's what film should do right they're empathy machines mm-hmm. and realizing people i don't know i have such empathy with this character arc and i love that the man who loses his faith has this ultimate weakness where he's thinking about killing his nephew realizes he's dangerous and hides from the world because he thinks that's what the world the universe needs from him and when he realizes that it's not he finds his faith again in such a way that he is uh he sacrifices himself in a pure act of non-violence through a form of prayer as he is meditating before the two sons. Mm-hmm. Perfection. I have I have two, <laughs> two art prints of that scene in my house. Yes, you do. <laughs> the last why Jedi... Does it, why does his robot hand disappear, though? <laughs> because it would look dumb as hell if it fell to the ground in this scene. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Because it's film. And oh film, gosh. it's a storytelling. Storytelling is about, like, that. that is absolutely a fridge bo- uh, icebox scenario. It never occurred to me, so it's fine. <laughs> no one's ever really gone. <laughs> Yoda. Uh, yeah. We are what we move beyond. Uh, so the Canto bite stuff, they were. I, I get your problem, people's problems with it. I, I think the main problem with Canto Bite is not that it happens, it's that it needs to it's thematically needs to be tied a little bit better to the full theme of the movie. Yeah. I think it's a little disconnected thematically. I think if Poe went on that run, it would actually be better. But mm-hmm. look, I get your problem. My my popular opinion is I agree. That sequence needed tightening up. But that's all I'll grant. That's all I'll grant. Uh yeah, I mean I love this movie. You know, and there's uh, nothing you can do to change it. One thing that uh, I caught from just my research into Last Jedi, because obviously I was insanely conflicted, <laughs> as you were, for where it should go. Um, I didn't notice that Ray took all the Jedi texts until I had watched a couple mm-hmm. of different sequences. But when they opened that drawer, there they're right all there. Are. Yeah, yeah, I had never yeah. caught that before. The last shot of that movie is straight up like a. Uh, Michelangelo painting, the composition, the yeah. triangles. It's Ryan Johnson. I will follow you to hell and back. I will. It was the the most disappointing thing to hear that his. I think he had his own trilogy planned or something like that. Was yeah. Canceled. It's never officially been canceled. Even last week, they're like, he's busy right now. That's all they said. Yeah. I. You know what I think they're doing? I think they're waiting out the hate. Yeah. That's fair. You know, you know, and one thing too with Little Last Jedi, um, just to just pivot off of this, is what when I was done with that movie, I loved all of the possibilities that it opened up. Because um, I mean, yes. obvi- you know, obviously no Rise of the Skywalker at this point, but just like that idea of like, okay, we have seen so many video games where the Force can do a dozen different things that the movies have never touched, and this movie finally was brave enough to explore. Like, here's some other crap the Force can do. It's not just make someone right? talk or choke somebody. Like. Um, I think one of the flaws of the rise of the, of the Skywalker is just how insanely powerful a Jedi be, kind of become that everybody else is worthless in the end. But um, it, it which explored... is the antithesis of the Last Jedi. I mean, right? 
Broom Boy exactly. is beautiful. Yeah, it, it it explored so much more about what the Force could be. Like I was so stoked on the idea of I was I loved that Snoke died because I was like, what if? And then I started listing all these hundreds of things that like because of the last. I was like, what if Kylo Ren now gets haunted by Snoke? They've never had like a red ghost from like somebody who's on the dark side of the Force. Like, what if that starts happening? You know, because you see Yoda and you see Obi Wan and Return of the Jedi like as a ghost coming back. Well, what if they did it the other way? Like, what if it's like a haunting the situation? Like, what if that occurs and and I just had this whole laundry list of shit that I wanted. There's a lot of options. Yeah, that I wanted yeah. from Rise well, of Skywalker that I obviously didn't get. But it's it, that's the one thing I just loved about it was it opened up so much of the world that had been closed off from the films. Well, and I remember having this conversation with you, John, saying Episode Nine can suck. There's nothing they can do in Episode Nine that will take away the experience of watching Episode Eight for me. Yeah. And you know what? Episode 9 sucked. Yeah. And it does not take a take thing away. away from what I got from episode 8. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Man. Oh, well said. So, my number one, um, obviously, same as yours. Yeah. Nick, it's uh, and a Empire great Sh- choice. Absolutely. It, it's Empire Strikes Back, um, you know, directed by Irving uh, Kirshner, screenplay by Leia Brackett and Lawrence. Uh, Kasten, um, cinematography by Peter uh, Shulitsky. It is an amazing film because you see, like, in, in New Hope, you see, like, you know, this this sort of ragtag uh, rebellion, uh, you know, come together to defeat a big bad. And in Empire, you get to see what happens when the big bad hits back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Frank Oz does such an amazing job with yeah. Yoda, both with the puppeteering and the and the um, voice work for Yoda. And as I mentioned earlier, that in my opinion, if you were to tell somebody to say name one Star Wars line for me, or it's it's going to be uh, misquoted. I am your fa- yeah yeah. <laughs> I am your father. Like it's it's gonna be misquoted, but it's that scene. Yes. That is the most iconic Star Wars scene of all time. Um And because I know we really talked about it with, with you, Nick. Here here here's uh, let's go into my unpopular opinion. My unpopular opinion is that the special edition of Empire Strikes Back is the superior version of the film. Ooh. Oh, whoa. You know what? I might agree with you on that. Go on, go because on. Because what it adds is amazing. So, so the first thing that that it, that it does is it adds uh, the Wampa as a guy in a costume. Because originally the Wampa was just this little puppet, but you know, like moved around for one one little brief scene. It was just a jump scare. They instead added this guy in a puppet eating on the Tauntaun, and then like menacingly standing up, and then you get to see his arm cut off. Like it's great. Whoa. Uh, in Bespin, because Bespin used to be this very, like, closed-off white walls, they digitally added windows to it and changed the lighting in it so it really looked like that beautiful Bespin backdrop and had that lighting Mm. in the hallway, which looks amazing. And very tastefully done. It didn't, it wasn't distracting. Right? Uh, they had, like, a little scene with one of the cloud cars, um, you know, going through the city, uh, past... A window uh, just to cover up like a transition um it 
they don't do anything like crazy where they just like you know um break things down oh also they change one of vader's lines so vader initially says to the stormtroopers bring me my shuttle in the original version it's changed to alert my destroyer to prepare for my arrival which one flows better with with how um, i didn't know that change vader is being acted and it and it adds a much more important sort of gravitas to who he is within the empire he's not asking for a shuttle it's like it's like they need to be on alert that i'm about to come back to essentially my home my start my, my start back to command center um and they added uh digitally slave one moving out away from the ship chasing which is a great addition the falcon i didn't which, know that was which, added i just thought that was in there that was added that was added. That was, oh, that was I love added that. to show of why Boba Fett would be following him, and it shows, and it and it creates a more intelligence of Boba Fett, which the TV looking... series just throws away. Yeah, yeah, um, and it adds Ian McDermott mm. as the Emperor, rather than this like kind of weird looking like it's it's actually him as the Emperor. It looks so much better. Ian McDermott is such a good actor, mm-hmm. and and really owns that character. I just, yeah, you know, Empire. You convinced me. That's a better so version. Beautiful, and it breaks my heart that Lucas wasn't brave, brave enough to try to deal with uh, a love triangle, because Leia kisses him twice, on the lips, twice. You know, like you do with your sister. Yep, twice in yep, that movie alone, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, Leia kisses him three times. Once in in on a new Death hope Star. for luck, in in the Death Star. Then. When uh, Luke's like laid up because Mark Hamill had his uh, motorcycle accident, right. and so he was like ripped up on the face, and she and she's like, "Well, I guess you don't know everything about women." Then like smooches him, and he's like, "Ooh, look at me!" Uh, <laughs> and, then, Hot. and then at the very end, after he gets his hand cut off, and he's like laying, and he and he like he's like like Vader's reaching out to him right before that. Leia kisses him again on the lips, like. It's a ah, it's such, it's such a great film. It's so beautifully done. The score, the the Imperial March, man, like that's where we got the Imperial mm, March from was mm, Empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it so much. You know, you mentioned Leigh Brackett. She was a uh, for those who don't know, she was a prolific science fiction uh, sword and sorcerer kind of uh, writer. She did The Big Sleep. Um, she she was she did mm-hmm. a number of really big movies. She did the very first draft of this film and died of cancer shortly after, so she never got to see wow. it completed. Um, but I actually do have an original draft from her somewhere in my archive. Awesome, find it. I'll awesome. Find it at some point, but um, I will post in the show notes. Uh, there is a review actually of her script that goes into detail of uh, some of her contributions. Like she introduced uh, Yoda as a character named Minch, which is actually kind of bizarre, but uh, there's a lot of a lot of differences the, from the movie, obviously. But man. Um, just, uh, she, she laid the groundwork for Lawrence. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Dude. Hey dudes, we did it. Holy crap. Two and a half hours <laughs> yeah. of talking about Star Wars. Oh my god. That's gosh. a nice way to spend an evening. Yeah. And a nice way to wrap season uh, three of cinema gush. Uh, holy smokes. Was it good for you? Was it good for you? That <laughs> oh, was good for me, man. <laughs> I know. Oh gosh. Oh my goodness. Um, Yeah. Have you guys seen all of them in the theaters? Out of curiosity, all eleven? Did you? No. I have. I've so I missed out on the re-releases of the original trilogy. I think I've yeah. seen. I need to see a New Hope and Return of the Jedi in theaters still. 
I think Attack of the Clones was the only one I did not see in theaters. In fact, yes, that is the only one I didn't see in theaters. But I didn't miss much because it's crap, baby! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's coarse and it gets everywhere. Oh my gosh. I would like to meet the person who that's their favorite, you know, just to see. You know, because that's what we're about here. We're about the, the the love and the gush. And, you know, even if it's a movie we don't care for, it's like, yeah, like, I love to see somebody else love on something that I don't care as much for. So um, I would be curious to meet like, that like person maybe, someday. Hey, maybe if, somebody that, like, loves trash television, like. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, like somebody who loves a bachelor, Bachelorette would love would love that. No, 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 no. You can't love it ironically. I, do, I won't allow that. If, <laughs> if somebody genuinely loves it. For what it is, I want him on the show, and and please, no, no, no salt from me. I want to hear it. I want to yeah. talk about it. Well, just to, I will say just to wrap things up uh, with stuff that we're consuming right now. Again, my wife is now very much into Star Wars, which is super exciting for me to see what that feels like to have a girl that likes Star Wars too, and he's married to me. And we're so we're watching Kenobi together. And I did what we did so what watch I'm three right now, right before this. Okay, so I won't say I about yes. three. Don't, yeah, I, I, I will watch I will, it right now. This is not a spoiler. This is just a thought, which is. Um, a lot of what I'm seeing in Kenobi is making the prequels better for me. Um, yes. Just mm. especially, Good. especially three. I'll leave it at that. Just it's, it's making the prequels better. And uh, yeah, just, I, I love what they're doing with it. And I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to more Star Wars, man. I, I heard that uh, Taika Waititi has one coming up um, next year. No idea what that looks like. Don't know what anything about it, but that's David said uh, anything. So, yeah, yeah, but that's exciting. Cool. Um, so consuming uh, that right now and uh, just reading a bunch of books. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, let's skip that today. We're, skip it today? we're two and a half hours. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, we should. Do, don't you think we should do a wrap up episode anyways? Gosh, don't we've done it the last two ones. Yeah, you're right. We should. Yeah. We, yeah. Normally, if we if we hadn't gone two and a half hours, we could talk about. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. I think we're all pretty wasted here. But uh, John, we got. I don't know. To quote Captain America, I could I could do this all day. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but here's the difference: you two have seen episode three of Obi Wan, and I have not. Ah, uh, that's a good point. Yeah. It's very fair. That's very 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 fair. Oh, very good. Well, you know, guys, either way, if, it's if, yo yeah. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. If I can just say say one thing, um. Yeah, it's, it's you know, some people don't like, you know, the way Disney's taking Star Wars. And it is, uh, you know, fundamentally different than what Lucas, the direction Lucas was going. But it's hard to deny that it's not a great time to be a Star Wars fan. Amen. Because there's so many good properties that are coming out about it. Very Amen. well said. And, and guys, the audiobooks that are coming out for Star Wars, like, they're all, it's like a bunch of actors performing them with the music and the effects. And it's just like... It's mm-hmm. like the best audiobooks you can listen to right now are the ones that I'm hearing. Yeah. Golly. Uh, well, shoot. Thank you, John, I for being on the show. We love you, buddy. <laughs> Thank you so much for having yeah, me. Yeah, if if for some strange reason the 70mm prints ever get released, we're all going to L.A. and we're watching it in that huge effing Cinemascope theater. I think. We're oh, sure. yeah. If that ever that's, happens. Yeah, that's worth the trip. And it will that's when Lucas dies next year. It will. We will do, <laughs> we will do that. Uh, I hope I didn't doom him. All right, everyone, thank you for listening in. If you have a list, we want to see it. Please share it with us on the Facebook page. Uh, We want to know why you think our lists are garbage or why they're the best and most correct. Um, So please let us know what Star Wars movies you Uh, love. And and all opinions are welcome as long as you leave the salt off. Yeah, it's salt. (laughs) Uh, All right.
All right. Well, see that's you later. it for this episode. Have a great night, everybody, and we will see you in the next one.